Amen. Turn with me to Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43. And if you have been very sensitive and you have been following uh, in our meetings, you will discover that Isaiah 43 has come up from different words God has been bringing to us from different people amongst us. Isaiah 43 has come up several times, very recently. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And God does not seem to be true yet in speaking to us from this same chapter. So we'll pick the message this morning from this same Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43. And I'll take the reading from verse eight. Bring out the blind people who have eyes and the deaf who have ears. Let all the nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this and show us former things? Let them bring out their witnesses that they may be justified. Or let them hear and say, it is truth. You are my witnesses, says the Lord. I'm my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. Hallelujah. I, even I, I am the Lord. And beside me, there is no savior. I have declared and said, I have proclaimed. And there was no foreign God among you. Therefore, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, that I am God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I've just read from verse 6, 8 to, no, 12. Verses 8 to 12. Hallelujah. What is the title of the message for this morning? It is witnesses for Christ. Witnesses for Christ. Here we see God, Jehovah God, declaring from the verses that we have read calling a people, telling a nation a community of people that they are his witnesses. Hallelujah. And from this passage that we have read, you will discover a few things here. Who a witness is. 
why is a witness needed or why are witnesses needed by God? And what are witnesses to do? We can see that here within these verses that we have read. And Jesus Christ, when he came, at the time that he was about to ascend back to heaven, said exactly the same thing. Let's turn now to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. In Acts chapter 1, from verse 8, the scripture has this to say, Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time, from verse 6 rather, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Just as Jehovah God announced that a community of people have been chosen to be his witnesses, so Jesus, when he came, also declared exactly the same thing to his own disciples. In announcing to them the promise of the Father with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, in essence, he was telling them, I'm going to be raising witnesses for myself on the earth. Let me quickly say this. You know, God has been helping us to know his program as a people so that we prepare ourselves for that and we count ourselves in individually and collectively. Brothers and sisters, the work God is doing on the earth today is to raise witnesses for himself. God is raising witnesses for himself. In Isaiah 43, he says, so that it might be known that I am God. Beside me, there is no other. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And Jesus also said something to tell us what the purpose of a witness is. I'll still come back to look at some things in details later, but turn with me to Luke chapter 24. In Luke chapter 24, the very last chapter there in Luke, yes, the scripture has this to say, Jesus talking to the disciples after his resurrection, before his ascension, he said, Versus. I'm reading from verse, uh, I will take it from verse 44, just for context. Then he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which was written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. 
and he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, thus it is written, and sorry, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Hallelujah. Then after that, he was taken from them. So here, Jesus already declaring the mission of these witnesses. Their role will be to attest <laughs> to the truth about his death and his resurrection. Do you see it there? So you are witnesses of this. Let's quickly put that together. Who then is a witness? From what we have just read here quickly, who then is a witness? The first thing we saw there is that God was saying, bring out the blind. Who have eyes, but they, they can't see. So they are truly blind people. Bring out the, the deaf, even though they have ears physically, but they cannot hear. Bring them out. What is the reason for that? And then challenge these other gods to make their own claim, to make their own proof that they are truly God. What is that about? I think that begins to give us the hint to what a witness is. In essence, it was talking about a people who had a challenge, a people who had difficulties, a people who had a deficiency, a defect in their lives. Hallelujah. Amen. When a people who are blind, they cannot see. When they begin to see, you know what that means? That makes them living testimonies to the power of the creator, the creative power of the creator. Did you get that there? If somebody can do something to the deaf, really deaf, I'm not talking about arranged miracles, which are some of the things we see today. I'm talking about real miracles. When the deaf, who could not hear before, starts to hear, it is a testimony 
to the creative power of the God who claimed to be a creator. Mm -hmm. You're not getting something there? In every situation and circumstance, God wants to prove himself as God. And the people through whom he knows life and through whom that can be proven that God is truly God. Where he is not recognized as God. Where it is difficult for people to believe that he is God. They are the witnesses for God. Hallelujah. You haven't got that yet. Did you get what I'm talking about there? Yes, sir. I will give you a definition. I'm just trying to paint a picture why this set of verses we have read started that way. When seemingly impossible situations are changed, that people thought could not be changed, they are a testimony to the one who has claimed to be God and God alone. And in the world that we are in today, brothers and sisters, as you can see all around us, there is a denial of the existence of God going on. And it is going to increase. It's not going to diminish. And what God wants to raise on the earth are a people who can truly stand and say, God, he is God. Amen. And God alone. Amen. Amen. Are you following this truth? And God wasn't just talking about one or two people. He was talking about a community of people through whom he can show himself as God. A people will be living testimonies of what he alone can do and achieve through a people or in the life of a people. May you be a living witness for God. A living witness for Christ. Amen. What makes a witness a witness? It is because they have an experience. Witnesses, therefore, are a people who have a testimony of life encounters and lived experience of God which they seek to share with others. Hallelujah. They have, they have had life encounters and they have lived experiences that they want to share with others. About God. Hallelujah. I will show you two people quickly, or one person to start with. 
But that is what God is pointing to here. Witnesses are people who actually stand to establish the credibility of a person or a character and to validate their claims. Are you following me? If God says he's God, he's the one who created and God wants to have a people who say, that is true. True with my own experience of him. True in my own life, situation and circumstances that truly is God. Are you following me? Mm -hmm. They have encounters. They have experiences that they can share with others. Hallelujah. Amen. To establish in the heart of man the credibility of God and affirm his claims. Hallelujah. And those are the group of people God wants to raise on the earth today. The first thing I want you to quickly note there is this. Everyone can become a witness in the hands of God, depending on where you position yourself. Your situation is not what matters. Bring out the blind who cannot see. If people who have eyes, they cannot see. Those are the blind. The deaf, if people who have physical ears, but they can't still hear, bring them out. Let me do something with them. Let me establish a testimony with them. Your deficiencies, your limitations, your challenges are actually meant to prepare you to be a witness in the hands of God. That is the point I want us to quickly take. In every life, God can establish a name for himself. In every family, in every situation you find yourself in, or I find myself in, what God wants to do is to glorify himself and establish and prove to people around that they may believe that he is God. Every turnaround, every change that a man experiences is to make them a witness, is to prepare them as a witness. Hallelujah. When your circumstances are changed by an experience of God, you have become a witness. Because you can then say, look at my life. It wasn't like this. It didn't start this way. My life started on a wrong note. But here it is. This is what God has done. That is who a witness is. Are you following me? All of us, and each and every one of us, are meant to be a witness for God. But it depends on whether we are ready to have God do that with us or not. But you are, he has already said. As ambassadors, a people here to represent him, he wants, us, he wants to make us 
witnesses, to establish the fact, to establish the truth, rather, that he is God. Amen. Amen. I'm praying that God will begin to prove himself. We will allow God to begin to prove himself in our lives, in our situations and circumstances, in our weaknesses and limitations, that he may make a name for himself. In Jesus' name. Amen. When he called Abraham, he called him so that he might be a witness as to, to a God who can give a child to a man who has passed a, a, a man and a woman who has passed in the eyes of men their time, who have passed their time. Are you getting what I'm talking about? And so our situations, they position us where? Mm -hmm. To be witnesses. May you have a testimony Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. That what no man can do, what no God can do, or that God can do, the true and the living God will be able to achieve it in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. And through our lives. Turn with me to John chapter 9. John chapter 9. In John chapter 9, if we're there, in John chapter 9, the scripture has this to say. You remember the man that was born blind? We can't read the whole story. And they were wondering who sinned himself or his parents. Then Jesus in verse 3 said, Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must walk the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can walk. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Let's go on. When he has said this thing, he spat on the ground and made clay with, with the saliva and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, go and wash in the pool of Siloa which is translated saints. So he went and washed, and he came back seeing. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Then the story began. How this man became a witness, that's what I just want to tell us. This man can be seen as a witness. I mean, clearly this is a blind, that cannot, this is a blind man who had physically the eyes there, but of course he was blind, he couldn't see. But look at what happened. Then when the man came, people saw him. Therefore, the neighbors, verse 8, and those who previously had seen that he was blind said, is not this he who sat and begged? Some said, this is he. Others said, he is like him. Mm -hmm. He said, I am he. I am he. I am he. Do you know that that's exactly what a witness does? I am he. I'm the one. No, it's not someone else. Except that there is a change in my life. Look at that. Therefore, they said to him, how was your eyes open? And he answered and said, a man called Jesus. Can you see that he was already bearing a witness? This already a witness. A man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to the pool and of so and wash. So I went 
and washed, and I received sign. Then they said to him, where is he? He said, I do not know. And the story went on. The Pharisees challenged him. They called him. Look at what he said. They went on. They brought him, verse 13, who formerly was blind to the Pharisees. Who formerly? Formerly was blind. Now no longer blind to the Pharisees. Now it was a Sabbath when Jesus made the clay and opened the eyes. Then the Pharisees also asked him again how he had received the sight. He said to them, he put clay on my eyes and I washed and I see. Therefore, some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. Others said, how can a man who is a sinner do such things? And there was a division among them. They said to the blind man again, what do you say about him? Because he opens your eyes. The man said, he's a prophet. Whether you want to believe it or not, this is a prophet. <laughs> but the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received the sight. So they went to his parents. They asked from his parents. The parents said, this is our son. Whatever he has told you, that's exactly what it is. He's our son, a witness a witness to the power of God, a witness to the fact that Jesus truly is God. Hallelujah. Because there was nothing created without him. Through him, all things were created. And there's nothing created that was created outside of him. Hallelujah. So there's the scriptures. And this is what this is saying. Look at what the man said. He went on. They asked him, they said, see him, then verse 25. He answered and said, whether he's a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see an encounter, a lived experience, made this man a witness. If you go on, you will see the same man now preaching to them, literally preaching to them, telling his stories to them and challenging them to the credibility of Christ and affirming the things that Christ claimed or said it is. Hallelujah. Amen. That is how to be a witness. Amen. Mm -hmm. Does this make sense to us? This is what witnesses do. The question we need to start asking ourselves is this. Have you had an encounter with the Lord? And it's not just about some physical miracles alone. It's also about the change that happened in the life of a man. The spiritual miracle, the spiritual transformation. I can go on and on. Turn with me to John chapter 4. In John chapter 4, there was another example there of a woman who everyone had known to be, I mean, she has had serial husbands changing from one person to the other, like someone is changing clothes. Are you following it? So there was a problem with the life of this woman. 
whatever it is, whether she was just a victim of some things, but obviously there was a problem. No one likes that. They met Jesus, encountered him, had an encounter. Don't forget what makes a witness two things to start with. I will have the third one later. The first one is a life encounter. Have you had an encounter? So he had an encounter with Jesus. You know this story. Something happened to him, to her rather, immediately. Then look at what happened. The scripture tells us in, in uh, yes, <clears throat> in verse 28 of John chapter 4, the woman then left her water pot, went away into the city, and said to the man, and said to the man, come see a man, come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. Could this be the man? Come and meet someone who told me everything about my life. An encounter. An encounter. An encounter. Look at what happened next. Verse 39. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritan had come to him, they heard him to say to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his own words. Then they said to the woman, now we believe, not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Hallelujah. A witness producing witnesses. Are you following me? The desire of God is to have witnesses on the earth, but that can start with you, it can start with me. One woman had an encounter, led to a whole city having an encounter and having personal experience. They said, we know what the word know there is. We have had a personal experience of him ourselves. We have seen him. We have encountered him ourselves. We now have personal knowledge of the one you are talking about, and we can also attest to the truth that this is the Christ. Brothers and sisters, God wants to raise witnesses on earth. People who will have encounters with God and their life will never remain the same again. And through them, witnesses will be produced on the earth. Hallelujah. That doubters may be made to believe. Amen. There are increasing number of doubters amongst us. Brothers and sisters, they will only believe when they can see something, they can say, this is genuine. This is real. And God wants to make genuine testimonies out of our lives that others may believe. The goal at the end of the day is that others, through our witnesses, 
may put their confidence and trust in the Savior of the whole world, Jesus Christ the Son. Hallelujah. Amen. This is what it's about. There is no in between about it, brothers and sisters. God wants to make a testimony out of our life and make us witnesses for him. God is raising witnesses. And whoever makes himself available for God, regardless of where they are coming from, regardless of their background, regardless of where they are being, regardless of their deficiencies and the defects of their life, they will become living testimonies for God. Amen. Witnesses for Christ. From moral bankruptcy to righteousness. Hallelujah. From being sinners to being saints. The testimonies of changed lives. That is what witnesses are about. Testimonies of changed lives. Whoever has it is the witness for God. The next thing we can see there, like I said, we'll develop this further. If this, if we go to either um, Luke chapter 24, where we read from, from verse 44 to 49, or we read from uh, Acts chapter 1, from verse 6 to 8, which I've already quoted, the next thing that makes a witness an effective witness which we shall be developing later, is divine endowment, divine empowerment. Life encounters, lived experiences, things that have happened to you yourself. And then an endowment, an empowerment, an empowerment from God, an empowerment from above for you to be able to tell your own story, for you to be able to share your own life in a way that will make it to have impact, effect on the life of others. Those are the group of people God seeks to produce on the earth today. Brother, this is what takes Christianity beyond social gathering and social clubs. We are spiritual people and we must make spiritual impact. Are you following what I'm talking about this morning? And that is why for us and for every member of this assembly, baptism in the, in the Holy Spirit is not optional. I know we have had some limitation in terms of reaching to people in this area, but it is something that has to be done so that we are empowered to share our own testimonies in a way that is impactful. It is the Holy Spirit that endures us for that, that empowers us for that. Every witness must be like John. This is the last one I'm going to read. I can read many more. Or like Peter, if I chose to pick Peter. But for this morning, I will pick John. 
First John chapter one. First John chapter one. And this is where we are going to close. In first John chapter one, the scripture has this to say. John talking, writing says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. Can you see a people with life encounters, and lived experience. They have encountered the life. They have touched the life themselves. They have enjoyed the life themselves. And they seek to share that with others. Those are what the people we call witnesses. A people who have had a definite encounter They have lived experience and they are divinely empowered to share their own experience of God through our Lord Jesus Christ with others. Those are the witnesses for Christ. And I'm praying that in the days ahead, as others share with us, we get to understand how more we can become effective witnesses in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. But what we God have us desire today? Brothers and sisters, we need to open up our hearts to God. Say, Lord, do something in my life. Do something in my life that will continue to put testimonies in my mouth. Work in me, in every aspect of my life that will make me living testimony for you. It may be a transformation in one aspect of your life or the other, your family, your circumstances, your person. And each of us must continue to desire dynamic encounters with God, not just one-off encounter, dynamic, like John and others had. And that will continue to make our lives more and more effective even for the kingdom, as witnesses for God and for Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.